And welcome back to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. My name is Dave. My name is Grant. And here we review uh, the weekly episodes of Attack on Titan. Today we're going to talk about Season 4, Episode 12. Um, If this is your first time joining us, we're anime-only watchers. We break this down week to week, talk about, you know, a quick summary of the episode, and then some of our favorite uh, moments, least favorite moments, theories, etc. Before we jump in, I want to give a big shout-out to The Capito, um, on Reddit, no social, but uh, interacted with you on Reddit, and that's where we got our sixth thumbnail for today's episode. It's really cool. Yeah, it's killer. This, uh, Grant, do you remember specifically, like, um, this This one he told me was, he carved this thumbnail right out of the manga, mm. um, which is also one of my favorite scenes in the entire anime, um, which is right before, you know, in season three, towards the end, right before Erwin's, like, death charge. At the beast. Do you remember that scene? Vaguely. It has one of the best lines, or one of my favorite lines from Levi in it. Because everyone kind of like comes out and is like, I just want to see the fucking basement, you know? Like, mm, yeah. I was really oh, okay. stoked. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Levi just goes, Give up on your dream and die. Yeah. Lead those scouts straight into hell. Brutal. And I so remember. Levi. <laughs> yeah, so Levi, exactly. Fucking no. <laughs> uh, but I, I love that scene. And, uh, yeah, so very cool to have it as today's thumbnail. Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Okay, so moving in. Season 4, episode 12, Guides. This is what went down. Yelena admits to Pixis that she secretly met with Aaron several months ago, requesting that he force the military's hand. Yelena claims she did this alone without the knowledge of her comrades. Anya Capone indicates that Yelena has some experience in espionage and assassinations. At headquarters, Premier Zachary is killed by a bomb placed by Jaegerists hidden in the military, who then help Aaron escape. Pixis tightens security around Zeke. Hange believes that Zeke planned for this eventuality, so she begins to investigate where other Marlene volunteers have been placed. Good episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you say, uh, it makes me think you have reservations. No, I wouldn't say reservations. Probably the only eye roll moment in uh, attack on titan history for myself oh where uh well we'll get to that but okay, uh okay. nothing nothing major but like as a whole very very good episode a lot of our suspicions are kind of coming to fruition i believe and like not yeah. so secret it's i feel like they've been leading up to this more or less the the whole season so far yeah. so it was kind of nice to see the fruits of our our uh, our hunches kind of showing themselves a little bit more this episode again it's not full guarantee i think mm-hmm. but it's it seems to be going in that direction feels like we're in the early stages of a twist we mm-hmm. you know one thing we've talked a lot about on the show is the pacing right you know we had mm-hmm. this slow build in the beginning that practically had you salivating for conflict by the time it yeah. hit yeah. and then it did and it was excellent and it delivered and now you know we took this back seat for the last few episodes mm-hmm. uh, to get back to some of the po- political intrigue Mm-hmm. And, like, to be fair, Attack on Titan has been doing this for years uh, with, you know, significant success. So they kind of went back to the roots for a bit. And mm-hmm. uh, and now we're here, and it's, I, and it's interesting. I would say, like, this, again, I think it's a great episode. But. Fair, like, but not even but, but I found, like, you know, you know, you can speak for yourself on this, but last episode was, like, just a straight punch to the face. It's kind of, it was the emotion I feel like we needed this season to see the character development of Gabby oh, yeah. and, and just her arc and, and Falco's arc 
was very perfectly timed, I feel, for kind of like what we had seen. Yep. Because we, we, we also had just seen an episode that we weren't super hot on, so mm-hmm. it kind of was like a big, you know, a big spark in a dry forest for us. Mm-hmm. And this episode feels like a follow-up punch, but I feel like the episode, the last episode just hit so hard. It kind of took right. some of the thunder from this, because yeah. there's huge moments in this episode, and there's big time. a lot of really, really important stuff. It was almost like I wish there was like a buffer episode. I wish we had, you know what I mean? It yeah, was... I, 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 I see where you're coming from because there mm-hmm. are some really major developments that we're going to get to. And it feels like they tried to almost do slightly too much. Mm. Um, maybe Too soon. Too much too soon yeah. after we, we had just seen. But it's two different types of episodes. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard. And this is where it's getting a little tricky with with how many episodes are left, over, or left of the season. Yeah. So... And that, that's why I don't, I, I'm not holding anything against it. it. It's just, you know, from last week, which is an episode we love. And as me as a fan of the season of like my connection to like Gabby and kind of the Marleyans, it was, it was, it was a really awesome episode that I feel like mm-hmm. everyone needed and we need this one too. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not bad, but it's like, look what we just had. Yeah. You know, it's because it, the first, the first half of the season was like climb, 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 climb. And then we had that huge climax with you know Aaron and you know the the fight in uh, you know with in Marley with Z, yeah. in, in Marley sorry so it's you know, like I said great episode I'm not trying to fault anything on it it's just uh, last week was so great and it's still it's still in my mind so much like all those moments probably some of the biggest moments in the show's history yeah I want to talk a bit about that you know the big moments but maybe towards the end of the podcast i'm curious mm-hmm. about a couple yeah. things yeah so let's start with the beginning of the episode you know we get this scene that didn't feel like it gave me much i mean maybe i missed something or maybe it's just a panel they decided to include but the it's the opening on armin mm. trying to communicate or touch you know the shell that annie is in and then being like caught by hitch mm. you know i i almost kind of wondered i don't think we've seen hitch she was like a recurring c- character in the past yeah um i don't think we've seen her yet and i almost wonder if there's a reason why they brought her back like perhaps to remind us that she's alive so that they can kill her real good sure quick um but you know weird opening um i thought the you know the the first thing that was like noteworthy to me in the episode was um you know the papers publishing that aaron is being held by the military yeah that feels like a shift and they set the tone pretty effectively throughout the rest of the episode that there is dissent both publicly and privately in the military that not everybody is on board with what's yeah. happening to Aaron. And the the smart thing they did about this cuz you know that was one of obviously you know it's hard to miss but they've definitely set up this season how much has changed over this time. It, this wasn't a surprise to us, you know, like showing mm-hmm. like the public dissent. It shows like so much has happened so quick, like with you know just like technological advancements for for parody and yeah you know the just the idea that there is like an, a bit a much bigger world out there. So it was it was nice how they kind of snuck, not so much snuck this in, but they kind of snuck the backstory to make this more sense and have more weight to it. Sure, you know, and then also last week we just with the like the reporters kind of talking to uh, to Hanj. Um, trying to get some answers out of her it just it made sense it fit and this is this is where the show has been doing great is they they've been peppering little stuff like this like the world like just the greater scope of the world and where moments like this happen it's like ah yes 
you know, like it, it does make sense that, you know, the public it doesn't trust the government now. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, especially it's in stark contrast to the ending of season three, right? When mm-hmm. the scouts decided to release all the information that they got out of the basement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, we want to be an open and transparent government. And now it doesn't look, it's just not as simple, right? No. And you can really appreciate like Hanji's position and how she definitely seems to be maybe a little bit out of her depth mm. um, or maybe just overwhelmed to a certain extent with how everything is changing. Well, it just it just goes to show how it's not that parody was like, you know, a child entering the world stage, which they were. They just they had no idea of the scope of like the problems that would come their way. Yeah. You know, Which, it, it, I'm, I'm still happy with the reveal. You know, every time you think about it, like, I'm still happy with the fact that it turned out to be, like, that sandbox thing. Yeah. Where, you know what I mean? It, because these problems do make complete sense, mm-hmm. right? If you thought you were the only people on the planet, and it turns out you're not, and not only that, but you're severely, like, outgunned and primitive in comparison to the rest of the world, mm-hmm. shit would get complicated. Yeah. So this all, it all tracks to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The next scene is... Elena and Pixis. So mm. this, this is a slightly longer scene. And I feel like one of the more important scenes of the episode. I would say. The, yeah. we, I, in, I don't know about you. Did you find it like weirdly paced? Like it, there's a lot of mm-hmm. quick cuts in the scene. It was going from like Pixis to Elena to I'm assuming this is like right hand person. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the, the woman. I don't think we've seen her before. Uh, yeah, she didn't look familiar. I, I, semi-familiar, but de- I definitely don't have a name. Yeah. And so, you know, it was cutting between the three of them. And then, you know, the I think it was pretty evident that Pixis was like not on her side. He was kind of coaxing up to her to, mm-hmm. you know, make the reveal of like, hey, like, and I think you and I had said this last week. It's like, we got you, you know, <laughs> like. We got you red-handed, but, like, he was still kind of yeah. slowly going into it. And this scene was great because it, it just showed Pixis, you know, trying, like, kind of like the soft hand. Let her say her piece. And, mm-hmm. you know, he has that line of, um, you know, it's so funny. It's the second time I've watched something this week where they, they make this similar line of... Uh, Do you know how to tell a good lie? You know how to tell a good lie. Um, you know, there's always mm. some truth. You know, yeah. you tell some truth. And I, I, I'm completely blanking on what else I had watched this week that made that same line. But I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, that's a good narrative trope, you know, to... Oh, it was Star Wars. We've been watching Rebels. And oh, uh, nice. that was a line That was a line right out of that. Um, but, uh, but no, Pixis is smart. Like, he's clearly, like... He is. They've done you a know. good job making him credible throughout the previous three seasons like mm-hmm. he comes in and solves some problems uh like i think there's like the whole coup thing if that's in season two or three he's a part of that mm-hmm. um you know he's part of aaron's development early on so he's no slouch you, you know, know he's a very formidable opponent for elena he's also he's been kind of positioned as like um, maybe not a great phrase but like the white knight you know yeah. he's he's kind of like seems squeaky clean and you know he has very good like he has respect is a good tr- military mm-hmm. track record and all that, you know, to, to get to his rank, obviously you would think it, it doesn't necessarily always mean that. Cause there's a lot of nepotism. There was a lot of nepotism in the government. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of nice to see him to, you know, see him have his moment. Ha ha. Like I got you moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, he's sneaky weasel. Like I got you. Like, and I feel like they should have played that up more. It, you know, he was so monotone through the whole thing. I was like, Oh, did he get her? Like I was waiting for that. You know, it was, it, you only had to work with what he said. He didn't have like a lot of uh, inflection in his voice of trying to 
get the one over on her. So mm-hmm. it was it was kind of like a, a bittersweet scene for me. Yeah. You know? So if we get into the weeds and the details, Yelena basically says, you know, I did meet with Aaron and we learned mm-hmm. that like, you know, it picks up on a thread from last week where Flock, I believe, was mm. supervising Yelena and long story short, he connected the two of them for a secret meeting. And it seems like Aaron and her were aligned and that the military was taking too long to act. And she, in her words, said, like, you know, someone should light a fire under them to Mm -hmm. get them moving. We don't know exactly what happens, you know, like her and Pixis go back and forth on the exact wording, yada, yada, yada. Um, But it, it, you know, it seems like they had a conversation and then Aaron acted. But I don't, I don't trust her at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. And you can tell no one on that balcony with them yeah. trusts a single thing she's saying. Because, you know, it's like your weekly reminder that, like, we still don't know what Zeke's motivation is. Why did he switch sides? Aaron, while we understand Aaron, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into it, you know, is very devout, devoted to his cause, it still feels like he's holding out something, too. Mm-hmm. Um was Yelena the messenger for that? And then even then, you know, Pixis is like, you know, are you trying to manipulate our boy? And she has that fucking look in her eyes. You mm. know what I mean? Like, oh no, I wouldn't manipulate him. I, I just want him to know me. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the big thing. I just wanted him to know who I was. And I was like, she sounds like a zealot. And I'm almost wondering if it's an act. You I don't know, know because, because go ahead. Well, I I don't want to put too much water to this theory, but I, I've been mulling it over. You know, since her introduction, you know, you and I, and I'm assuming the, the internet, I, I haven't been too mm-hmm. much reading online. No one trusts her. Like, it's it's clear as day. You know, like, she is very, like, I'm almost wondering if this is kind of a misdirect. They're making a scene this way, you know. It would be effective if it was. I'll tell you because, that, because I'm buying it. <laughs> it. It would be very effective. The thing that's making me think about it more, though, is... You would think Zeke's betrayal would be a big reveal. Do you know what I mean? Do you think like a moment like that would catch everyone by surprise? But they're now leading up to that they think Zeke is up to something. Yeah. So I'm almost wondering if maybe there's a little bit of misdirect going on here because they want us. That's what they want us to see, and then like out of like you know like a flash, it's it's actually this. It was something else. So again, I don't trust Elena at all from what yes. has been presented to we us definitely and like her should not. Yeah. no 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 and you know and jumping ahead a little bit you know there's there's a very very important scene i guess we can kind of go to that with oni capone and he more or less says oh yeah like she probably isn't that trustworthy <laughs> you know like, He's Kanji... like now that you ask that big that bitch is crazy yeah it was crazy like the that he just makes like a nonchalant reference of like, oh yeah, she like she if someone was not in the cause, like one hundred percent fully in the cause, like mm-hmm. they were. I think the first thing he says is, yeah, people have been pushed off roofs. <laughs> you know? And I was like, what? So go, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you just, I, one time I said I didn't like gingers, and then they all turned up dead. Yeah, it was you know, it's <laughs> so it's I don't know, it's I don't I'm, I don't know if I'm thinking about it too much. Where and the show is trying to do this to us. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, I, okay. So because we're at the end game, it's anything is up. So it's yeah. everyone's getting a little you know fervorish over this. Okay. So I so I have some thoughts about this. Um, but I'll, but I'll do them quick, and I'll just say, I think that they are absolutely trying to show you that she's not trustworthy and that mm-hmm. she has 
you know, she's capable of manipulation. Anya Capone's scene, like you said, is important. What does it tell us? It tells us that he has seen a very clear, clearly different and conniving version of her in his mm-hmm. own experiences than Hanji has seen, for example. Sure. And now that we have this information about Aaron, we know that, you know, she may or may not be telling the truth. She may be a good liar. Um, at the very least, she may have con- convinced Aaron to do something. Mm. Um, and, and she's all over the place. And about the whole, like, is it a misdirect thing? I think it's a good point. It might mm-hmm. be. I, I will say that her character intro about, like, learning about her motivations is, like, yeah. her talking about how Zeke is a god. Yeah. How she believes she saw God when, yeah. when she saw him in the, in the beast. Because you and I form. had said that. That was from her voice mm-hmm. and her perspective it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like a, a scene we had seen it wasn't fact that was just her presenting yep. herself to them in, in the way she wanted to be seen yeah. and that was the biggest thing for me that i think that scene specifically where like they showed him like with all that color and like he looked like the messiah mm-hmm. you know i think that was very purposely used yeah no i don't disagree at all yeah. um i think that you know they're definitely evoking some kind of like you said religious zealot like cultish behavior there's a lot of like crazy ideology shit running around in this show um mm-hmm. that's a you know a new take on it so yeah i mean i think we both agree just as we always have like you can't trust this bitch no. she's fucking crazy she scares Absolutely. me i don't she feel is, safe she looks like a like her mod like her like her visage she looks like a snake like her jawline and her eyes and the way like her eyes will kind of like just sharpen they do a really good job of that putting that look in her eye and i think that's Mm -hmm. hard to do you know it can be tricky to do in anime but like they do a really good job of when she looks kind of possessed and like obsessive and that's been a few times now they do Mm -hmm. they do a really good job uh consistently okay after this there's the whole scene of premier zachary and uh mikasa and armin Mm. Um, weird weird first part of the scene is very weird yeah whole whole thing's weird i mean the essence of the scene is armin and mikasa want to see Aaron. he says no we don't trust him we think it's potential you know it's possible that he's being manipulated by zeke via elena which they're Uh, not wrong what am i talking about at least he's you know it's it's it kind of shows the faith that zachary had in those two Mm -hmm. because you know i feel like in any other situation they would not be telling specifically those two anything or anyone in that crew for that matter, you know, because there's always the chance that their loyalties would lie with their friend more Mm -hmm. than potentially the government. So Mm -hmm. there's a a lot of water to them being, yeah, like we think he's, you know, he's in some ways been manipulated. Like we're not fully sure why or what, but it's, uh, and Zachary's an interesting character. Like I haven't gone back and looked, but he's but he has been around for a long time. I think from the get go, um, very early on, he was introduced. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, or you or anyone, but I think that he was the one who decided upon the discovery that Aaron had the ability to turn into a Titan. I think mm. it was him who put him in the scouts' custody. Remember that like famous yeah. scene of Levi beating the shit and out of Aaron and open court. I was going to say the first time we saw him was that court scene, I believe. Yeah. So he's, he's been around. It's, you know, I think they handle him relatively well as character. Cause it's like, well, he is high up, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen enough of him to know that he's trustworthy or necessarily untrustworthy. Was it him? Do you remember that medieval fucking scene in like season two or three where they were torturing a guy with a chair device that turned him like upside down and fed him his own shit 
Holy cow. Okay. Do you remember I don't that? Rem- I do not remember that. Oh and my God. I wanted to talk about the chair because they, they, they kind of have a shot right on the chair and I was like, what am I supposed to, am I supposed to know what that is? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Okay. So I might get led up for this, but like, the, you know, this did happen. Like factually, I, you know, I've seen people allude to it. I just can't remember what season it's in and I can't remember if it's Zachary, but there's a torture scene at one point where I believe they're trying to figure shit out from, um, people, you know, I think it's like they're trying to get information about the Titans hiding in the walls from the church, or okay. maybe uh, maybe it's one of Kenny's crew they're torturing. I can't remember. I'm sorry, but there's a scene where you know they uh, they they torture a man, and I think it's him, and mm. he puts a yeah they 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 you know have like a whole enema machine that is in a tube and it feeds into his mouth. It's awful. I am completely blanking on this i have i honestly cannot recall this i will make a note for the poop uh chair yeah you know and we'll revisit that next week (laughs) (laughs) i'll make sure we both watch the clip (laughs) okay (laughs) um and okay so anyway all of that happens he may or may uh not be involved in the poop chair but he is for sure involved in this weird torture chair Mm. Right, so well, he brought it in. He 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 had asked for yeah. for it to be delivered. So, do you think that was like a weird misdirect? Like, w- was their intention? Because Mikasa basically says after this, maybe they because they don't trust Aaron, they intend to take the Titan away from him. Mm. What do you think about that? Do you think like I think that's one hundred percent true? Because there's the whole yeah. scene, there's the dinner scene that you know that that big scene. Uh, with the kind of like the the talking heads they were going on about this story ago yeah yeah very recently i i think that is kind of the beginning of what they're leading to with that because there's clearly going to be more dissent and you know by the by the end of the episode you know not i don't want to jump too ahead but there's clearly there's a lot of different paths where different groups are going to be heading Mm -hmm. it's no i don't think it's no longer it's not a united front by any means Mm -hmm. um and i think I don't, and this is this is the big part where we were talking before. I, we're, there's so little time left. With now at the end, by the end of this episode, there is so many directions it can go in four episodes. It's actually asinine, mm-hmm. <laughs> like where this can go. Mm-hmm. And this this whole scene with the chair, I I just can't think about it too much because this was similar to like the iceberg stone when they introduced that. I was like, whatever. Like, Super, what happens? Yeah. What happens happens. And when I see it, if it makes sense, it'll make sense. It's it's just, it's, I I don't know the if they're like he's clearly dead because obviously yeah obviously and it will you know we'll cut to that but the yeah I don't I don't know and so the chair was weird man the like, chair was very weird they introduced it maybe it was like and you know maybe we'll learn more later. But, like, my take right now is, like, did they simply introduce that just to tell you, like, oh, they're probably going to try and strap Aaron down and, like, fucking need him? Or they're going to try and torture him to gain information or torture somebody else? But, Mm. like, too late, that doesn't happen because he's assassinated? I I don't know. Maybe that was just, like, to represent his motive. He had intentions of moving against. And they knew that? Yeah. Because... Uh, Or or we'll learn more later. But I feel like we might not. Because the other thing, too... Because earlier in the episode, we're, we're we're completely getting caught up on this, but mm-hmm. the earlier in the episode, Mikasa and Ar- Armin see three scouts recruits. Yes, and they make a they're note at of, HQ. They're at HQ, yes, and they make a note of, oh, that's why are they here? Mm-hmm. But they weren't three scouts walking into his office. 
Not at that time, but like they were in the building or on the premises. No, no, no. But the three that walked into the room, because they immediately, because you know, the, oh. the following scene is yeah, three you know, people walk in as Mikasa and Armin walk out and, for their own meeting. You know, but but then there's also there's you know, I it's kind of we should probably talk a little ahead because this is all kind of connected one together. Three people go in. I don't think they're scouts. A bomb goes off. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, Zachary is dead. And uh, actually, just before that, there's a moment of Mikasa's like, I'm, I'm going to go listen through the door. Yeah. <laughs> and Armin's like, no, like... Maybe not. We got, we got to play our cards right here. You know, good foresight on Armin. Plot armor at play. But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, and then it kind of cuts to a room of, you know, it's the scouts on one side, and I think it's the military police on the other. And clearly, no, the one side is not okay. With, like, the military police, even to this day, is so scummy. Mm-hmm. And, like... It's, you know, like they're, it's so funny. Like we, we've been calling Zeke an opportunist. The military police, since the beginning of the series, that has been like their keyword. Like they are so crooked, and I don't know. And they're just you know pointing the finger. Yeah, Th- and, that was. Sorry, go ahead. Well, because then then they make a reference of oh yeah, a chair was brought in. We think the the chair was armed with a bomb, but mm-hmm. it's like. Okay, but there's also three other people that walked in that room that they're not mentioning. And they do blow pa- right past that. They immediately well, say they do it was mention, the chair. Yeah, they mention, like, oh, maybe it was the chair. But they also mention that the, the other three people all got killed, too. Yes. But, again, we're, we're dealing with, like, zealots, potentially. Like, you know, people yeah. that are willing to die for a cause. You think it so might that's... have been a suicide bomb? I, absolutely. And because Armin is the only one that makes up a point of we saw scouts earlier and then we saw three people walking in. The mm-hmm. the military police side does not make reference to that. They say, "Oh no, there was a bomb in the chair." Right. So, I think this is a play being made because Z- Zachary, I think, is very close with Historia. Mm-hmm. Because they, you know, I think we've seen them their relationship kind of not like we don't see it on screen, but they're always together. He's kind of yeah, yeah. I'd imagine he's her right hand guy. So, I think, I think this was a play to try and like take control of the Aaron situation by right. one side of the government and i think it backfired on them a little bit because and then because pixis kind of sweeps in and here's the eye roll thing jaegerist dave <laughs> i could not believe they said that i was shocked so i was like let me be clear you're as mad as i am that they called <laughs> them jaegerists and not jaeger bombs oh my god <laughs> That was a Jaeger bomb for sure. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, they did not actually just call them Jaegerist. I, I wonder if it like translates like in the in its original language. Like, is it at, is it at that cringe in the manga? If it is, fine, whatever. And I don't know. I, I like it, it was. I just blew right past it because there's so much was going on. But I, was I like, didn't love it either. I was like, are you fucking for real? So. Zachary is dead. I believe he was like the head of the military, or at least like a, a big head of the governing body. He's yeah. the premier. Um, so he's dead. Ain't no chance he's coming back. And um, it's also revealed, you know, while they're talking about the Jaegerists, that it was, you know, that Aaron's been sprung free. Mm-hmm. So we had that prediction last week. I think all we really said is like, ah, oh, you know, he's probably going to get busted out. And he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense. And then, you know, I, I thought the undervalued moment in this this whole thing was Armin and Mikasa's reaction because mm. they seem pretty fucked up over it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't want to blow by everything, cause, but I think you kind of covered it. You know, there's clear tension amongst the scouts and the military police. Military mm-hmm. police are kind of pointing the finger. Um, as they do, as they as, have. Yeah, as, as they do. It seems like it might be, tr- you know, for a second there I was kind of worried, like, are we just going to resort to infighting? But Pixis... Again, you know, is yeah. it, are the scouts going to be on the run? Yeah. That, that's where I thought it was going to go, and then Pixis shows up. Yeah, so Pixis does a good job being like, listen, you little shits. Yeah. Um... You know, interesting play by him. He's like, yeah, you know, this sucks, but we probably shouldn't prosecute Aaron. We should just focus on where the fuck is Zeke? Mm. How do we, you know, mobilize and and not let this get worse? Um, You know, so he's in, like, you know, response mode. Um, But I loved uh, Armin and Mikasa's reaction. They clearly look kind of upset. You know, Mm -hmm. Mikasa's, you know, I think it was, like, Gene or someone says, like, you know... Should we, should we question your loyalty? She's like, yo, we almost got caught in that fucking explosion. Yeah. And then there's a scene in the carriage when they're on their way, they're leaving somewhere, and Armin's sort of talking in circles about, oh, I'm sure Aaron will understand if we talk to him. Mm. And Armin, and, and Mikasa, I mean, does not look so sure. No. And I think you and I had talked about in last week's episode, you know, We've, we've mentioned several times now how Mikasa needs kind of a moment. She needs a Absolutely. win. She needs to grow. Her character needs to grow a little bit. And we saw you know, some of that. We, we, we've seen yeah. some of that. Because um, she has this fun little scene with Azuma Bito as well. We can talk about. But yeah. I, I think more and more now that maybe, you know, this is the twist. Maybe this is her come to Jesus moment is her character motivation of just protect Aaron at all costs Mm. is flipped on its head and she has to be deployed against him or, you know, in order to protect her home and the people she cares about and everything she stands for, maybe that means not following Aaron blindly. Um, I don't think that we're there yet, but I think that this is a big moment, you know, she she was nearly killed in that blast that, Mm -hmm. and it's not clear whether or not Aaron was aware she was in the building, if he cared at all. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a big moment for her and, or, you know, or a potential moment that maybe we'll look back on later and be like, oh shit, like things really started to fall, fall apart around here. And there's, there's, there's a couple other interesting things too in that scene. I guess one last note on, you know, that kind of the showdown between the scouts and uh, the other side of the government, Armin, which I found weird. Armin has had some weird whiny moments this season. I don't like they haven't done a ton with him. No, and he kind of just like shoots up when Pixis. I think Pixis comes in, kind of gives his little two cents, quick two cents, mm-hmm. and then Armin does this. Oh, Pixis, you are you are the only person we can look to. And I was kind of like, wow, dude, like <laughs> relax. Mm-hmm. And then Pixis is like, you're right, and then kind of proceeds and like drops the plan on everyone. When I think about that, that also kind of maybe kills my theory a little bit because you feel like the other side of the government, like. Unless Pixis is for sure the next in line to be running the show after Zachary, how is there no infighting of mm-hmm. people gunning for his job? You, you know what I mean? So it's, um, and that's the thing, like, it's a lot of red herring action this episode. They're, they're throwing a ton of stuff at us. Yeah, they are. And, you know, it just splintered, like, it, you know, it hits and it's splintered off and it's, I don't know, it's, this is a weird episode. It's a great episode. It, it's, it's a real thinker. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a lot of unknowns, and it's just a lot of stuff to mull over. Uh, directional changes. Uh, yeah. You know, I also felt like 
the reveal scene because it was cinematic you could tell they put some effort into the animation and into the soundtrack and but the reveal scene of like aaron you know walking walking up the hill and putting on the coat the robe or whatever and meeting you realize it's flock Mm. and several others that are behind getting him out and you know the music and you know he's got like the tight marks on his face you could tell he's probably shifted recently yeah and he just immediately goes into like objective mode like find out where zeke is being kept yeah um so it's clearly you know at least kept that from him um but uh you know they had to that was so smart of them and and pixis makes a big point of that because they say who knows where who in this room knows where zeke and his story are yeah and you know i think you know Hanj says levi and the 30 men yeah you know you know what it reminded me of um, what's that it, it reminded it kind of reminded me of fight club <laughs> like oh okay it i and bear with me here but aaron like walking up that hill all mm. cinematically and all these people kind of waiting on his every word and they've got clothes ready for him and you know what i mean and he's just like straight to business like this everybody who else is ready yeah here are your orders get moving yeah you know what i mean it was it was very fucking like waco like a fucking mm. messiah just addressing his followers being like here's what's next whoa um yeah that, no that's that's it's really true because you know aaron, aaron even though aaron has had a lot of power within you know the scouts and the military and parody because of like you know like just his status is like the Titan and the founding Titan. He's never really been a shot caller. Definitely not. You know? And it was just, just to see him so clear and serene and just Mm -hmm. like not barking orders, just, but like his, and this is, it's kind of going back to, this is why I think there's some water of them saying like he's been turned because he's kind of acting like a zealot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, where is Zeke? Like it was, it was, monotone but it was focused you know what i yeah, mean he's been, was... i remember we talked about that in the beginning of the season how he just seems very even you know yeah. but but back then we talked about how it was maturity yeah right and about how he just seems more even keeled it's been four years he's grown up he's seen some things he's probably had to deal with quite a bit i i still think you know maybe he's been manipulated but i think there's a really big chance not that he goes like full villain mode but that aaron is simply just ends up being a really important casualty of this whole cyclical war thing mm. that goes on. Um, because if you look at what they've done with Reiner and Gabby and obviously Aaron at the forefront is like, they've really shown you how people get radicalized and how it's mm. very easy to develop um, a bias and a hatred for people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, just out of out of you know salvation and and trying to find freedom so if aaron becomes like one track mind like i gotta fucking you know in order to finally be free a lot of people are gonna have to die which Mm. is kind of where he's been Mm -hmm. if he just decides to put all of his eggs in that basket not we can't say we didn't see it coming because it makes Mm. a lot of sense and this is, you know, I think you and I a few weeks ago had said how much of a bummer it would be if Aaron just turned out to be the big bad. Mm-hmm. And this episode has kind of pointed that finger. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a little too obvious. And I don't disagree. You know, it's, I, 
you know what like if we're wrong we're wrong and you know we'll see how it plays out and you know but i do think there's something else up aaron's sleeve he could be looking for zeke to maybe they wanted him on the island Mm -hmm. for a reason and you know maybe aaron's because aaron's on this warpath of you know taking all the titans trying to collect you know his little collection Mm -hmm. who knows like if he's just trying to because that's the thing too like maybe he wanted yelena to talk to him so she could Mm -hmm. reveal some more cards and try to get a better idea of maybe what zeke's playing at you know it's there's so many sides there's so much like cloak and dagger yeah (laughs) it's unreal and for what it's worth i I mean i don't i don't disagree like is it possible that aaron has gone into recon mode like he clearly did a good job doing that while he was in marley we still don't know how long he was there and all the things he saw um so yeah it's it's definitely possible this is a play mm-hmm. there are plenty of reasons why he might want zeke isolated and uh you know maybe you know maybe he wants to get the beast for himself maybe he wants to immobilize zeke and give it his to historia maybe they actually have a an understanding and that the two of them want to want to you know do some shit together i don't know and now that i'm thinking about it, it just kind of pops into my mind they kind of blew over that whole one year in Marley, eh? Because they, they, they kind of made it sound... There's that episode with the, you know, the the original crew, they're in the wagon, mm-hmm. and they're talking about, you know, Hanj says the plan is, we're going to go find our... We're going to go get our own info and get our own... Like, we're going to introduce them to ourselves. Yeah. Still haven't but seen that. We still haven't seen that, but Pixis makes reference to Aaron, like, when he's talking to Elena, he says, you talk to Aaron, and then next thing, Aaron's on a boat. Yeah. So Aaron didn't disappear from them, while they were in Marley, he was still in parody and he snuck away. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that Marley mission never happened. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe he disappeared. They didn't know where to and it took them some time to realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, by the time Gene and Co. got there, they were just there to try and figure out what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we don't know. But, you know, no. what, what we do know is he certainly forced their hand. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, they've, they've <laughs> they really yeah. hit that home this episode, too, the what he made us do yeah so there isn't much left to cover but we should mention the mikasa is a mobito scene yeah that was cool you know it was good to see mikasa grow a bit of a backbone here and be like well not that she doesn't have a backbone but it was like good to see her call zumabito kind of on her shit and be like listen you're like it felt like she was like the art you know the avatar for the fans yeah at least for me i was like yeah tell her to go fuck herself like i don't trust her at all and at the same time i was satisfied with the zumabito's answer as well yeah um you know i i was like good on you for like calling out this bullshit political move and being like you're using my ethnicity and our you know our ancestry as pretext because you're fucking money hungry mm-hmm. um well they also reveal it's you're, not you're it's using not this Hiziru. for pc points yeah it's and they say it's not Hiziru that's backing them up it's the Izumabito clan only. yes exactly and they've kind of made it sound like it was a whole nation that was backing them Yes, and it seems like now what might be clearer is that the Izumabitos may have kind of stuck their necks out mm-hmm. um, on behalf of Hizuru, you know, hoping that this bet on parody kind of pays off. Mm. So there's a whole other world of political intrigue there. But, you know, I was satisfied with Izumabito's answers. She's like, yo, don't get it twisted, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> we still lack you and shit. Um, but, so yeah, I mean, I thought you know, I thought that was a good interaction. I was glad that Mikasa called her on that shit, and that I I was satisfied, relatively mm-hmm. speaking, with Zoom and Beto's answer. Do you really think that's a close on that little story? No, I think, no. you know, I would be 
pretty disappointed if it was only because the you know i guess this would be like you know not, not my nitpick of this episode we haven't nitpicked a lot this season you know like mm. but but one thing is like that fucking tattoo slash brand mm. if that goes nowhere like we're talking you know see final season of game of thrones like here's a plot line that will go nowhere type shit like that yeah, better the, the that better mean hour. something yeah, yeah that yeah. better mean something like uh other than like because so far all it has really showed us is there once was an asian girl from an asian country yeah and that's it like <laughs> yeah i there's yeah no i i 100 so, so far that's all that. so you know i i don't think so you know I, like i said you know when we originally learned about that hand wrap or that wrist wrap apparently is planted super early in the manga um and then revealed super late so i have to assume that if you planted it that early that hopefully there's some kind of payoff or maybe it's just being mishandled in the anime you know we'll know more obviously uh as things wrap up what what uh what's really left i mean the you know the episode basically ends on mikasa hanji yeah there's a quick little scene with the original group there and very interesting you could tell connie and gene are definitely leaning one way Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's funny too because me it's strange because armin at first was the one that did not trust aaron and where things were going Mm mm-hmm and Mikasa was, you know, again, her own form of zealotry of her own idolization. You know, Yelena, like, not quite like that, but you know what I mean? Like, she's, it's a little different, lifelong friends, but mm-hmm. she was so steadfast for him. And now Armin is the one of, no, 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 like, let's just talk to him. It's fine. Yeah. And Mikasa's like. But in denial like, there. But in, yeah, but denial for sure. And Mikasa's kind of, like, flipping a little bit of, I don't know. You know. It's like you said, like, we don't know. I'm not sure that's a good idea if that is going to work. And But she was also so defensive against Connie and Jean. And it's, I don't know, that, that infighting, I know it was quick and momentary, but the fact that Hanj had to shut it down, mm-hmm. it kind of made my stomach twist a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I agree. They're being not torn apart, but it's, it's not looking good. You know, we're not no. the united front that we should be. Yeah. considering the stakes and what what we're up against and we're reminded of what we're up against right before credits roll the good like the positive the silver lining of this is though is that there is quite a few characters that are fully aware that zeke that is what zeke's plan has been mm-hmm. is to kind of you know the dissonance in the ranks and and you know the separation of you know close-knit units and Again, Zeke, Zeke is a bad motherfucker, and I think we're about to see him. I got a theory I'll get to soon. Okay, all right. Well, well, I was just going to say, though, like, I I agree with everything you said, um, but we, right as credits roll, we're reminded of what they're up against, and that's, we learned that Piak has already infiltrated parody. I I genuinely was shocked. She's got some legs. Yeah. She moved quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm-hmm. Ran right across the ocean. On all four legs. Just like like a water strider. Uh, I don't, I, do you think her presence being there kind of sets up like a quick action episode? I think they've been leading up to action is happening very soon. Mm-hmm. If not, maybe not next episode, but well, I feel like yeah. we're going to see some. Maybe the uh, whole, s- whole season ends in action last few. I don't know. I would, I, I would think. I was shocked too that, uh, that she was there that quickly, but we don't really know how time is working, right? Like we mm. get some flip, you know, quick flashes here and there so it's hard to say how long it's been since they decided to uh to retaliate quickly we also don't know what kind of time it takes for marley to to get over there 
Mm. You know, like their port was destroyed, but surely they must have had at least one ship. So did they send everybody? Did they send just Piek? We don't know. But mm. the point is, she's there and she got there quick. And I don't know about you, but I think one of the best characters that they've done um, on that Marley side is definitely her. She is Absolutely. definitely formidable. She's a huge standout, for sure. Yeah. So she, you know, her intellect, um, her wariness in... in uh, in a battle, in a fight, you know, you definitely want her on on your side if you're mm-hmm. if you're Marley, which makes me obviously worry for the for the scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was surprised that she was there that quickly. Yeah, it's about throwdown because if she's there, there's no, there's yeah. no way. <sighs> the first thing I thought of when I saw her was there's no way she's there by herself. Mm-hmm. And they open this episode up with Annie, and Porco uh, Galliard now knows what his jaw is really for. Yeah, and I think they're going to make a gun for Annie. And I think, I think I I don't know if it's next like episode, that. but I think they're because because who knows the HQ there could that bomb could be that could have been a distraction maybe for Aaron and them. Mm-hmm. But it could also, you know, someone could have taken advantage to sneak in to look for Annie. I like that. You know, potentially, you know, it may be a little bit stretched because they have no idea where they would hide her. But it's Reiner would have an idea. He certainly would. I like yeah. the idea. You know, I like the last minute Annie play. Um, yeah. They have definitely not like they've done the show. I mean, has done a good job baiting that resource. Like they don't go to the Annie well too often. Mm-mm. They remind you just enough that she's there. Mm-hmm um and so if and when she does come fucking kicking and screaming out of that thing um you know it's it's gonna maintain all of its shock value um so i'm, I'm curious to see who gets it do you want to hear my theory about let's Zeke? go let's I, do it the problem is grant i'm so confident okay about <laughs> i'm so confident about this prediction that i almost want to give you a spoiler warning i've seen nothing but i'm 99.9 okay. sure this is exactly what's going to happen Let's do it. Do you want me to proceed? Absolutely. All right, listeners. And and for the listeners, I again, I haven't seen or heard anything. I'm just a genius. <laughs> this is going to really bite me in the ass if this doesn't work out. <laughs> Remember the wine and Niccolo? Oh, yes, okay. It has to be. He has spiked it with Titan Serum, and uh, it's going to make them... You know, I don't think they're all going to change... The second they drink it, I think it makes them susceptible so that when Zeke screams his fucking head off, they're all going to pop. Anybody who's drunk the wine might pop or something along those lines. I don't know exactly how the mechanic will work, but that's my guess. Dave, that's a big brain theory. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Well, that's... I don't fuck around. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Wow. Yeah. it's my guess. And... Huh. Yeah, okay, I don't know if I'm 100%, but I think, you know, that's my guess is, uh, but obviously, but now, sorry, go ahead. Do you think the rumbling is exclusive to the Titans within the wall, or is it going to kickstart anything on the island? Ooh, good question. I would, oh, God, imagine that's the twist. (laughs) You know what I mean? When they, when they, you know, when the, the two Titans fucking hold hands and... And do the rumbling? Do they accidentally or intentionally turn every Eldian into a, uh, a mindless uh, pure Titan? That would be you, sick fuck. I'm gonna be thinking about this for yeah. days. Yeah, 
So I don't I don't want to go that mm. far. But my guess is if you've ingested the Titan serum, like what we do know is like if you are stabbed into the spinal cord with it, mm. you pop. Mm. Um, and we do know under certain uh, circumstances, if you're yelled at by Zeke, you also pop. Do you have to ingest said serum beforehand? Mm. Can you just drink it? Do you even need the serum if he yells at you? I don't know. But what we do know is there's this weird wine thing and Zeke is being held. And now we have what we haven't had is that we have a motivation. Like if he's in league with Aaron, he clearly wants to escape, right? Like Mm. before now, you could have made some argument. Like I, I wouldn't have agreed, but you could have been like, oh, well, you know, there's nothing to suggest he isn't happy. Like, you know, yeah, sure, being held captive sucks, but like he did choose to come here. Mm-hmm. And he is quote on our side, so you know, like what what would he have to gain by leaving? But now we kind of know the answer to that, and that's well, Aaron's rebelling too, mm-hmm. and if they only really want each other, what the fuck does he need the you know Levi and Co for? Yeah. Um. So why don't why don't we get the fuck out of Dodge? And how would he do that? Boom! You yell at the wine drinkers. Mm. Be like, hope you enjoyed that Cabernet Sauvignon, you son of a bitch. Yeah, and because now that you mentioned the wine, I I don't know if this is in the next week, the preview, or if this was at the end of the episode. They show, they show uh, the grouses. Is it Sasha? Uh, the yeah, bro- yeah, the, no, yeah, Browse. The Browse. Yeah, it shows their family arriving at the restaurant. Yeah, Nicolo's there. Yeah, and Nicolo's there, and then Gabby and Falco are kind of in disbelief of you know what they're seeing, which is weird because like they catered that one banquet hall, which was like very over the top and beautiful and it kind of shows them looking dumbfounded in the doorway well maybe i mean maybe they're dumbfounded because it looks like home i don't know oh maybe but no i i agree like it's weird as fuck also that's another thing too i you know again we're we're completely jumping off here but you know last week um in last week episode marley or marley uh gabby straight up says oh that's a south marley accent yeah about um you know, uh, her dad. So, yes. um, the kind of like the hit, the, uh, there's a couple characters that kind of like a hick accent. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha's whole family. Like they even spell the subs differently. Yeah. <laughs> like done. You done fucked up. Like yeah, yeah. still like that. But, but yeah, Paul. So, so that's, I don't know. There's, they've been like kind of littering little, little weird stuff for the, the season. It's just, and also to Falco at the very, like the opening scene of the series is like him kind of seeing into the future. Where like when is that gonna come back in? Yeah, he was having dreams about fucking. Him and Aaron had some similar. Yeah, there, there's like, and I don't want to go for another fifty minutes, but like it makes <laughs> it makes me think about shit like that. Like you know, Falco was dreaming about being mm. a scout, or maybe maybe because he's remembering something because he ends up being a Titan shifter. Mm. Then there's the end of season three where the owl, acts. He somehow is able to remember Aaron and Mikasa even though they're in his future mm. you know what I mean like there, yeah. there's there's some weird time dilation shit happening and then do you know what the pilot is called while we're on time dilation the first episode of the entire fucking series mm. it's called to you 2000 years in the future ah this son of a bitch this son of a bitch is about Ugh. to pull a fucking M. that shot alone wow I this this episode is probably so far of this season it's the hype episode yeah you know yeah well it's hard to take the fucking cake from like episode three or four right before remember aaron in the basement 
Well, no, hype in a different sense. Like that was not tension. That, that was tension, and that was lead up of a right. story that was being presented to us. This is not that you know not handholding and like yeah. not in a bad way, but it was chess pieces are moving. We were being guided along. The story was being told to us. Yeah. This was fucking like you know on or you know folder slammed on the table. Mm-hmm. Look through this. Figure it out. Go fuck yourself. You're wrong if you're wrong. You're right if mm-hmm. you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's 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 like a mystery. It's like a puzzle at the very last hour, like the you know the zero hour mm-hmm. of conflict. And it's this fucking show, man. I, I absolutely love it. It's I I, when they do stuff like this right at the very crux of I conflict. Know. It's perfect. It's yeah. it's working out really well. I'm really really excited to see how this shit wraps up. I'm looking forward to a season, uh, you know, season four part two announcement any day now. <laughs> Hopefully, um, do you think they would? They're going to hold off like to the very end. They might. I think. I, I think like with season three part one they did at the very end they're like oh yeah yeah don't worry by the way mm. part two is coming, um, but but who knows I I still remain confident you know with my anecdotal like hearsay evidence that like there'll be a part two, mm. um, but but you know, t- time will tell. Um, I'm excited to uh, to see how you know obviously like along with everybody else I want to know what the fuck happens with Aaron, I want to know what happens with Zeke and uh, with you know with Levi. God, if they kill my boy Levi, I don't know, man. He's definitely gonna have a trap sprung on him. Like he is not the one in charge. As, yeah, team. assuming you know, assuming my awesome theory is right, because um, <laughs> he probably wouldn't have drunk wine. Because he's probably like, no, I'm straight edge. He seems like one of those guys. Mm, well, um, he's foc- No, he's definitely focused on. Yeah. And I do find that surprising that he was like allowing his crew to be kind of. Yeah, being laid back. So that that seemed kind of un, unlevi like maybe. Yeah, man, or maybe fucking, maybe the Jaegerists, um, oh, or the Jaegerbombs. Maybe they've got a couple inside men over there too. You know, I would um, like I would have laughed. It was Jaegerbombs. Like it would have been. <laughs> like I actually would have had a fucking laugh and like like good joke there. Like I know they can't probably for like yeah copyright reasons if, or whatever. Who knows if Jaegermeister even owns that? Jaegermeister. That's, that, that's a total thing. But like Jaegerist is just like. Ugh dude <laughs> really yeah like, i don't know like you like like you you could have just called them fucking rebels like you could have called them lit- radicals literally anything else i mean whatever coin it copyright it put it on a t-shirt i don't give a fuck <laughs> like maybe that's why maybe they need to sell merch um, oh my god they got they have emblems for days yeah. <laughs> i'm wearing as we speak i'm, yeah. I'm wearing yeah. the shirts so. there you go <laughs> um i think that's about it for this episode though. i think so yeah Okay, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, I can't believe fucking this, this season is really flying by. 12 weeks. Yeah, 13, man. 13 weeks you and I have been doing this. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming along the ride. You know, every week, every now and again, we look at the numbers. It's crazy to see this show grow every time and people listening the whole way through. Uh, we are elated that, you know, people are actually listening to this, so... You're giving us, you know, all the encouragement we need to keep going. So we intend to. Um, and, yeah, if, again, if it's your first time listening, we do this every week. Um, so, yeah, again, this time next week, we'll have next week's breakdown uh, ready for you to listen to. Right on. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thanks. Cheers.